Welcome to the Glittering Bell Jar, a Harry Potter podcast. I'm Valerie. And I'm Bree. We're two writers and Harry Potter fans. In this podcast, we explore the Harry Potter series by reading it backwards. As you might recall, Harry and his friends discover the power of the Glittering Bell Jar in the Department of Mysteries as it causes objects to move backward and forward through time. We're doing the same thing each week, working backwards through a few chapters, starting with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Ready to explore Harry Potter in a new way? Then join us in the Glittering Bell Jar. Welcome back to another episode of The Glittering Bell Jar, a Harry Potter podcast where we read the series backward. We are in season two and we are reading The Half-Blood Prince and we are on chapter five. So we are at the end of this season and excited to be here. My amazing co-host is here with us, of course. Valerie, how are you? I'm good. Uh, we are just recording after the workday, and I had a very busy day. <laughs> I was working on a project, and it ended up taking a lot more time than I thought it would, but I got through it, and I am excited to be here. How are you? I am good. You know what? I also had a, a long workday, so but that's okay. I'm still excited. This is, you know, this isn't so much work. This is fun, so I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we are in the last five chapters of the book, which it's astonishing how fast it goes, but also how much I forget. I still, every time, as we especially get to the front of the book, I'm like, I don't remember any of this stuff. This is so important for later. I, I know, especially these five chapters. I probably, I would assume I just kind of zoom right past them. Even when I'm listening, I'm probably not paying as much attention because it's the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this one is a, this one is a good one. We are... If to give everyone context on where we are in the book, in case you're randomly joining us for this one episode and trying to decide if you like what you're hearing, we are not at Hogwarts yet. So we are at the borough and we're going to be over the next few episodes leading to the beginning of the book, stepping further and further from the borough. So Harry's at the borough. They're not at Hogwarts yet. And they're going to be going, you know, the future episodes that we release as we end the season are going to be going back to Privet Drive and then beyond that. So it's pretty interesting to not be at Hogwarts too. I think that always makes a shift in the story as we move backwards because it always, to me, I always forget that there's times where they're not at Hogwarts. It's always like the story's happening at Hogwarts, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like, I really like that. I like these chapters where it's a little bit different. So which is this episode mm-hmm. or this chapter. Yeah. Well, given that, um, I will give an introduction again. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe if you like what you hear and uh, actually advise you go back and start at the beginning of the season. So this is episode 26. We have done, we, we'll do 30. There are 30 chapters. So you have 25 other episodes in this season to listen to, but they're only between 15 and 25 minutes long. So perfect bite-size amount. Or if you're just like, I need something new to listen to, you can go subscribe and download them all and listen to them. And then you'll catch up. And by then we might actually be done with the season. So you can just go right through the whole season. But if you don't start at the beginning of the season, you just might be a little confused. That's the only reason we advise that at the beginning of every episode. And then what happens in the episode is that Brie gives us a synopsis of the chapter. I will read the last sentence of the chapter, which is where we start when we're reading, since we're reading backward. And then we will discuss. So if you're ready, Brie, we can get started. Sure, let's do it. Chapter five, an excess of phlegm. Dumbledore drops Harry at the burrow after successfully convincing Slughorn to become a professor at Hogwarts. They arrive to find Molly and an ill-looking Tonks deep in conversation. Both Dumbledore and Tonks leave while Molly cooks Harry some food, some onion soup. Molly informs Harry that Arthur has been promoted at work and is beyond pleased 
despite Arthur missing studying muggles. The next day, Harry is awoken by Ron and Hermione. Then Jenny arrives to complain about Floor, who is driving everyone insane. Just as Floor herself arrives carrying Harry's breakfast, with Mrs. Weasley trailing behind her. After they leave, Harry lets Hermione and Ron know that the Daily Prophet is right, and he must be the one to kill Voldemort. The same morning, the Big Three's OWL results arrive with all great news, except Harry getting only and exceeds expectations in potions. Yep, and the last sentence of this chapter is, wouldn't Harry be living up to the prophecy and giving himself the best chance of survival if he joined those highly trained wizards whose job it was to find and kill Voldemort? So there was literally no way for me to make context on this last sentence. There, it, it, been, he's, this is a very long thought that Harry is having. Basically, because he only got an E on his mm-hmm. OWL in potions, he can't continue potions. And he needs to continue potions to become an Auror. But right. there was no way for me to read that context in, so I had to say it afterward. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So where should we start in this chapter? Um, you know, uh, I think it's interesting that it's only July and Tonks is already so sad. And I think I'm realizing now that it doesn't have to do with just her being lovesick. I thought that she was, that's why she was so sad. But the way I'm reading it now is that Tonks originally was sad because she blamed herself for Sirius's death. Then Molly mentions that, or Molly and Arthur mentioned that Lupin is the one who is comforting Tonks. So then what I think happens is Tonks is sad, Lupin comforts her, they fall in love, and then she's continually sad because she can't be with Lupin. Hmm. Interesting. I don't remember them saying Lupin was comforting her, but I might have just missed it. Yeah, there was something, I believe maybe Arthur said it. And he's like, oh, he's doing a really great job of comforting her or something like that. And they also mention that that is why she can't change her, she can't do her metamorphosing because she is so distraught, her magic is not working. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about that last episode. Right, you were right. So that was, when I was like, you were, you, were, you were like, I bet it's because of this. And you were correct. It was, in fact, she just couldn't do it. And now I want to find... Ah, okay. I found it. So it was Hermione. It's survivor's guilt, said Hermione. I know Lupin's tried to talk her around, but she's still really down. She's actually having trouble with her metaphorsing. So it still could be a rumor, but in my head, that just means if Lupin at that point is talking to her instead of the other way around where she's trying to comfort him, it makes you think that is probably when they fell in love. Yeah, I think it's hard to know. I'd need to reread the end of Order of the Phoenix and see if there's any mention of her in the battle at the Ministry, if there's any mention of her being down or not. Because this is a very short amount of time. This morning is two weeks after Sirius has died, which seems like a very short amount of time to fall in love with someone. That's what I. That's where I'm thinking it started before that. So how much time do we have between now and... Hogwarts, though, or going to Hogwarts, because that's what I'm saying is I think I've been mistaking her being um, ill for being lovesick whenever I think maybe that wasn't until later this year. Yeah, so she is, um, the timeline is that this is the middle of July, basically, Mm -hmm. and then they go back to school on September 1st, so there's six more weeks until they go back to school. Yeah. 
I, I, that's why I'm saying I want to read Order of the Phoenix, because if she's like that in Order of the Phoenix, then it started before okay. then. This seems like too compressed of a timeline to explain what she's down about. And her Patronus has changed by September. True. Okay. All right. Fair. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I don't think it has to do with Sirius. I, I mean, I'm sure she feels upset about it, but I think she probably feels upset about it like everybody does. I would think Lupin would be more upset than she would be, because they were actually close. Right. Well, it's because she blames herself, though. For his death. It's not just about him dying. It's that she literally thinks it's her fault he died. Oh. That doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> because she got she got attacked. She was not. It's not like she just like walked away. <laughs> she got attacked and was unable to fight. I know. It's called survivor's guilt, according to Hermione. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't agree... I don't agree with Hermione on that one. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think that's the explanation. Fair. I think everyone's trying to make sense of it because they can't imagine what actually the actual answer is this is a a, to me a good bit of writing subterfuge where we're meant to think that it's about Sirius and it's never been about Sirius but we don't actually know when it started okay all right yeah interesting yeah I didn't I did not catch that line from Hermione probably because I didn't agree with it (laughs) that's not right I know that's not right yeah um let's see what do I have I have a lot of notes but I don't think we're going to cover most of them let's hear them oh I will say I'll start out by saying I absolutely love Molly and Arthur's question and answer that they do at the door when Arthur Weasley is coming home because we've talked a couple times in the season about the private moments between Molly and Arthur and we actually get some insight into that here where it's uh you know what nickname do you like me to call you when we're alone together and her nickname that she prefers is Molly Wobbles and then I love that Arthur's is what is your dearest ambition to find out how airplanes stay up (laughs) Good one. That's a good one. A lot of people don't know how that works, so I can appreciate that Arthur might find that especially fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> well, something just cute and actually very sad as well is you get to see uh, Fred and George and their joke shop, and they mention that Fred and George are sleeping in the loft above the joke shop, and I just, it's like kind of sweet to be able to picture that and picture them best friends, you know, moving out of the house at, you know, 17, 18, and they're, I don't know, sleeping above the joke shop and being very, very successful. So proper entrepreneurs doing it the right way where they are living and sleeping in their workplace and making it happen. (laughs) So one of the other things that I had and that I think we'll probably talk about more and more as we go into the next few chapters is about Harry processing Sirius's death. So we were just talking about the timeline. Mm -hmm. We're only two weeks from when Sirius has died. So Sirius comes up in the same conversation we were just talking about, survivor's guilt, et cetera. That whole conversation Harry, as soon as Sirius comes up, Harry deflects away from it. He doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to process it. And I think that that is something that makes it much harder for Harry to move past it. We've talked several times this season about him trying to connect with other adults, but it's partially because he has nobody he can talk to about this. I don't know that he feels like he has that level of closeness with any of the adults in his life, which is unfortunate. You know, you'd think Lupin might be a good contender, to be able to process that, but Harry doesn't even want to get into it. He, he just diverts her weight immediately and starts eating eggs for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I agree. Um, I think, although this book was much lighter, that does make this book have its own little sad undertone because of um, Sirius. And you just kind of learn how much Harry really went through and how much he hasn't been able to process, you know, really anything he's gone through mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really appreciated you said it. I think it was last episode, but it might have been two episodes ago where you said part of that is because Harry, in being raised by the Dursleys, was never allowed to express emotion, which is a really interesting 
piece of psychology that I had never picked up on, that it's true. He's not even allowed to ask questions about his family. So when he skins his knee as a kid or someone picks on him at school, his cousin picks on him at school, he can't talk to anybody. And so he just learns to not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing that he was able to form the friendships that he did and mm-hmm. be okay telling them everything. Yeah, and that he turns out to be a good guy. Yeah, A lot of young people that have the same type of trauma that Harry does in their past end up harboring a lot of resentment and anger, and Harry doesn't have that. And it's just a testament to his character, which I think Dumbledore recognizes and tries to foster in him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe they were just so horrible he wanted to be the opposite. I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or his, he just, you know, he, he just has such a good nature and he comes from a family that was so good that even one year of his parents was enough to imprint him as a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. Okay, so I have a question about OWLs. Okay. So in their OWL results arriving, mm-hmm. Hermione gets 10 outstandings and one exceeds expectations in Defense Against the Dark Arts, which is what Harry gets an outstanding in. Do you think only one student per year gets outstanding? Because if Harry got the top score, there's no way Hermione was, was any lower than second. But didn't Ron get pretty much the same scores? He did not get the outstanding. Interesting. And that doesn't make sense then, because it means that basically very few people get to be in any of the classes, which we were talking about. Like, you can't set, basically Snape can't say outstanding is required to move on in potions, because only one student is going to get outstanding according to this math. Like, to me, if Hermione got exceeds expectations, it's only because Harry got the outstanding, the only available outstanding. There's no way anyone else got another outstanding and she didn't. I don't think one person per OWL only can get outstanding. I do think that is possible for dark arts and that nobody else could have beat Hermione other than Harry. But no, I don't think, I just don't think that would make sense for potions. It doesn't, well, it doesn't make sense for any of them, but it doesn't, you're just saying, you're just, you're just contradicting yourself. You just said you don't think it's possible, but it might be possible for Defense Against the Dark Arts, that only one student can get the outstanding. I'm just saying, I think on that particular one that Harry is probably the only one that got the outstanding because he's the only one that did that well and that it's just happened to be that way. Ah, okay. Now, I don't think anybody else beat Hermione. However, on the other OWLs, I don't think that only one person per section can get an outstanding, though. Okay. But it would be interesting. Right. It would be a, it's like a opposite of a curve, basically. It's like an, it's a forcing down <laughs> yeah. curve, meaning... Only one student's going to get the top grade. Everyone else is aiming for an E. And there could potentially be as many E's as there are qualifying. I I guess I'm just curious how that works because I can't imagine Hermione not getting the O unless she's not allowed to get the O. Maybe. And maybe it was just J.K. Rowling's way of showing us that even Hermione isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. But she didn't know there would be podcasts where we ask these kinds of questions. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, she didn't, because these books came out before podcasting was as big as it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It does seem weird that even Hermione, like, you just would expect her to get, you know, straight our version of A pluses, right? Right, right, right. I mean, I just can't imagine anyone else got an O than Harry, in which case it's like, is that only because, did did Hermione really do poorly? Or did, like, because exceeds expectations, Harry got He's in Care of Magical Creatures and Charms and Herbology, Potions and Transfiguration. He's not great at those. Right. So he t- he was not great and he got an E. I, th- I don't know. It's a weird system. I'm just, <laughs> I just thought about it and I was like, how did she not get an O? 
How is it only because there's only one O to give out? That was my thought. So I don't think that he's not great at those things. I, I think he's good at those things, which would be a B or an A by our standards. However, he is... But that would mean Hermione's only good at defense against the Dark Arts. Yeah. Them's the breaks, ma'am. <laughs> it doesn't you, make any sense. You just don't want to believe... It doesn't make any sense. The only way it happens is if she's... No, the only way it happens is if she's not allowed to get the O. That's the only... Like, I just can't... There's no way. I mean, she's way better at defensive magic in Deathly Hallows than Ron, who presumably also got an E in Defense Against the Dark Arts. True. Anyway, <laughs> I thought about that a lot. I was deeply concerned about it because it did not make sense why she had... The only, the only possible outcome I could think of was that there was only one O available. So she got all the, if that's the case, she got all the other O's. There were no other O's available in any of the other subjects. She took them all. That's a rigged system, though. That is a horrible system. So I hope that's not true. Actually, it doesn't even make sense. It can't be the case because, hang on a second, in the, the chapter where they get back to Hogwarts, so this is going to be what undoes my, my thing. Doesn't Neville get the O in Herbology? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So Neville gets the O in Herbology, which means Hermione couldn't have gotten the O, which means there has to be more than one O per subject, which means Hermione just got and exceeds expectations, which doesn't make sense. I mean, she took like 11 OWLs. <laughs> she doesn't. She's, she's bound to like mess up on one of them. Yeah, arithmancy. She already she already copped up to that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the, the not plot-related, deeply concerning issue that I discovered in this chapter. <laughs> You really thought about that one. It really bothered you. <laughs> it yes, because it just doesn't make it. It's like a, it's like a discontinuity, like we were talking about last time with Regulus and the urban legend of how Regulus Black died. Like it, if it doesn't make sense, that's where I'm gonna get stuck. When it makes sense, I'm like, great, this makes sense. I can keep yeah. going. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you want to cover? Nope, that was it. You okay? Well, I have one last thing I want to cover just for fun. Okay. I would like to know which subject you think you would get an O in. Oh, okay. I was going to have us do all of our OWLs, but we're kind of running long, so I won't do that. Okay. This is a very important question. It is, I know. Oh, man. Not astronomy. I think charms. Good choice. Yeah. Wasn't that what you said your favorite class was last season? (laughs) Probably. And I think we determined mine was astronomy, which is the natural leader for me because I love space stuff. So I think probably astronomy, though my close backup would be history of magic because even though they have a really not great professor, I love history. And so I think I would find Mm. that really interesting. So I almost said history only because I'm very good at memorizing facts quickly. And then eventually it leaves my brain, but I can, I can do tests really well. So I think I could probably do well just because I can memorize stuff. Well, that can, we, we'll both get an E right. in uh, History of Magic then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all I had. That, there's nothing else I could waste any more time on. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was a good question. I like that. Yeah, we should make a reel out of that. <laughs> Ask everyone what they would get. Anyways, well, this was a fun one. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we will be back. We still have four, maybe five more episodes left. If you enjoyed yourself, if you don't mind giving us a rating and review, of course, we would love five stars uh, on your podcast player of choice. Uh, Apple Podcasts, usually the biggest when it comes to ratings and reviews. Just head over there. It takes a quick second. You don't even have to write an actual review. Just give us a rating. Click it. Get out of there. Be done with it. Otherwise, you can contact us on social media. Valerie has been killing it on social media. Bell Jar Pod, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, we also have a great... You can also contact us by email, podcast 
at followthebutterflies.com. Valerie, why don't you tell us all about your incredible website? Yeah, it's uh, it's currently in an update phase, so we're making sure everything is accurate and updated for travel now that people are traveling again. And followthebutterflies.com is just a Harry Potter site. It covers everything. It covers lifestyle. So we've got some recipes. We've got how to make your own costumes if you're going to a convention this year, because those are also back. We've got travel guides for places like London and the Wizarding Worlds. We have facts. I did some fun posts for a little while doing facts about different characters, things you might not know about them. And it's just a good place if you want to learn more about Harry Potter, things you've never thought of before. If you need to buy a gift for your favorite Slytherin, aka me, or your favorite Gryffindor, aka Brie, got gift guides, we got everything over there. So yeah, head over there, check it out, and you can also email podcast at followthebutterflies.com if you want to send us some private feedback. Amazing. Yeah. Well, there's only one thing left to do, and that is share our podcast. But who should you share it with? I think you should share it with somebody who would have not gotten any O's. <laughs> like, it, it, apparently you can get, there are more than one O per subject, but Ron didn't get Neos. So like, it's perfectly reasonable that there are plenty of us that didn't get Neos. I like how you included us. Or you could share it with a friend who would have gotten only yeah, us. I like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe astronomy I would have gotten an O. That's probably the only one, but I can't even be sure about that because I'm not sure how many O's are available. So I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't think it's like a reward. I think it's just a grading system. <laughs> no, it's important. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Well, Please share our podcast. It is how we grow. It is how we stay on the air. So thank you for joining us and we hope to see you next time. See you next time. The Glittering Bell Jar is a Harry Potter podcast produced by the Calibro Group in partnership with Wild Goose Creatives. It is an unofficial fan project that is not authorized, approved, licensed, or endorsed by J.K. Rowling, her publishers, or Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Our theme music is Carnival of the Animals R125, Aquarium by Moments, licensed via Soundstripe. You can discover even more magic on followthebutterflies.com.